Hello, and welcome to the McTaggart Attack Podcast. I'm Kevin McTaggart. This is episode 84. A few topics I want to bring up today. Um, three topics, and then I'll do what's pissing you off. Like I usually do, I'm going to try to do, I don't know. <sighs> Tired today. I worked all day. Then I thought it would be a good idea to run seven miles. Because I'm trying to get in shape for the Chad Half Marathon. Well, I tried to run seven miles. I had to walk. I, I According to my Fitbit, I walked um, 0.35 of the seven miles. Which isn't bad. Which At least I didn't do like 3.5 of the... or. At least I didn't walk six of the seven miles, you know, or, but 0.35 of the seven miles isn't that bad. I'm not that ashamed of it. I made a terrible mistake of, um, I hadn't really, I hadn't ran since like a week and a half, I think. I think it was like last Tuesday, a week ago Tuesday was when I ran last, I think might have been even Monday for that matter yeah it might have been almost two weeks ago and I thought nope we'll just run seven miles today no bad fucking idea Uh, but I'm alright I'm alright only had one drink at Margarita's and yeah I'm, I'm gonna be drinking water the rest of the night I'm just that dehydrates you running seven miles. <laughs> Little known fact. But I, I think I should be fine for the half marathon in October 14th. If anybody wants to contribute to it, I'll be posting a link sometime this weekend to donate. I want to try to get $500. That's my goal. We'll see if I do that. I might change it. I might lower it. Who knows? Um, let's see. Well, last Thursday, I recorded my podcast um, from Vermont's Funniest Comedian, from from Vermont Comedy Club, Vermont's Funniest Comedian. Um, I was there for night two of the preliminary rounds, and um, they took, uh, there were 50, 58 or 56 comedians and um and they took 30 and I was not one of those 30 like I'm sitting in there I'm sitting in the the showroom as they're like rattling off the names and I listened for mine cuz they did it alphabetically and I didn't hear it. And like my immediate thought was like. <coughs> Excuse me. I've had this cough. But it's getting better. Over the past weeks. But anyway. um, So like once I found out that I wasn't in it. I was just like. I don't want to do this contest again. I I don't. What's the point? I mean. You get four minutes, you know, 
And it's not a lot of time. But, like, I don't feel like it really fits my style. I mean, I feel like I would have to do a bunch of scoliosis puns, get a lot of laughs, and move on. But I didn't want to do that. I mean, there was a point in my set that night where, like, I told my scoliosis yoga joke. And then I told a thing. I said a thing about how scoliosis has thrown me for a curve my entire life. And that got a good reaction. And it's that point when I'm like, well, do I keep going with the scoliosis puns? Or do I just go straight into complaining, angry about stuff? So I did that instead. Because that's what I wanted to do. Just got angry about shit for the rest of my set. And the judges apparently didn't like it enough to put me into the top 30. Whatever. I, I'm i looking at it. I'm not, I wasn't that, I'm not mad about it. I was probably a little upset about it that night for a little while. But I immediately thought of like, okay... I don't really like, I've, well, I mean, I should say, I, I I took it as an opportunity to, like, examine myself and my comedy, and I don't really like a lot of the jokes that I tell right now, and I need to, like, venture more towards the style that I want to do, you know, and I feel like this is going to give me the kick in the ass to do that, because I think I've... I think I've done that the past um, couple times I've been on stage now. You know, like, I, I I just talk about what's pissing me off. and Talk about the trivial nonsense that annoys me on a daily fucking basis. Like, I have a new bit about how I wanted that burrito from Moe's. You know, I talked about it here on the podcast. And now, you know, it's going to be um, part of my set. Because <laughs> it it's gotten a good reaction now that I've tweaked it and shortened it and and um yeah yeah so that's good like I did that at the uh, Lebanon open mic no one yelled it I hosted Peter Pardo had me host and um, everyone stuck to their time I was very happy that everyone stuck to their time. Nobody, I I didn't have to chastise anyone for going over this time. No one threatened me with harm because I chastised, because I didn't have to chastise anyone on stage. So that was nice. But, um, yeah, I'm looking at this positively. I'm I'm going to be, I may have some jokes that I may still tell, but, like, I want to, I'm trying to, like, either have new material or revamp old material to fit how I really want to say it. I just need to take the time to write more. I don't really have... I haven't really had the chance to write more. You know? Um, I read... I saw a good comment from uh, Rich Williams, a comedian in Albany who's fucking hilarious, and he gave great advice about about writing. Just like... Write about what you're passionate about. Don't try to be funny. Do it for like 20 minutes on that topic. You know, and I'm like, I, I kind of did that before I read his advice. And 
Um, I think my burrito joke turned out pretty good. If you want to hear the burrito joke, you can see me perform sometime. I'm not going to tell it to you now. But I, like I say jokes, but it's like I don't really like I don't really want to do jokes anymore. I just want to be grumpy on stage. Like one thing that I will say helped me after you know the decision of the contest was I talked to one of the owners of the comedy club, Natalie Miller, and she she was very she gave a, me a very good talk. She 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 listened and she gave me some advice and and I liked what, not really advice, but like, just the way she talked. She kind of talked me off the ledge a bit. And I'm, I'm feeling good about what I want to do. Like, I, 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 I did thank her. And, um, but yeah, it was, I did enjoy, I think I, I'm in a good place. I feel pretty good about, um, my stuff now. And I, I think I'm going to work on it harder. I just need to work harder. That's ultimately what I need to do. And I'm going to do that. I hope. We'll see. Um, hmm. I was going to talk about John McCain, but... And it's very sad that he died. Because he, he was... I, I'll say this. I almost voted for him in 2008. If he didn't... If he hadn't nominated... If he hadn't... Uh, picked Sarah Palin as his running mate because she was a fucking idiot. So, but, but I, but this podcast is not a news report. It's just me talking about things that annoy me or that I like, for that matter. And um, like uh, I don't know. If I've ever talked about this in my podcast before, but um, one of my favorite musical artists, like I, I do like, I do like to think that I like a variety of music. Like I do like um, rock mostly. Um, Tool is a favorite band of mine, but they haven't come out with an album in 12 years. So who fucking gives a shit about Tool right now? Come out with a new album tool and don't let it suck. How about that? Um, like for country music, Johnny Cash. I like Johnny Cash. Uh, and for rap, I like rap. I like some rappers. I, I actually right now I think I just like Eminem because like I just admire the fact that he seemingly just hates everyone. And he just doesn't give a shit. Like, I like the new style that I'm hearing on his past two albums. Like, he came out with an album today called Kamikaze. And I think he already got... I think people were already upset about some things that he said. Because I guess he used um, a homophobic slur in one of his songs. And I'm just thinking, oh my god! Eminem was offensive in one of his rap songs. That's never happened before. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. Oh my god. Plus, how can you even fucking hear... what? How many times do you have to like listen to the album to hear what exactly he says about something? 
It's ridiculous. It's crazy, but it's great. I love it. It's fantastic. He's he's very angry. He he hates the world, and um, he, I think he hates at people more than I do, and that's ad that's admirable. That's something for me to look up to, and um, I have liked um the past couple of albums that he's come out with. Not like may, I think maybe like the past four. Four now. The past four albums I've liked. Now that he's off drugs, um, he, I feel like he's crisper and, and, and a lot better performing. So that's that's good. But yeah, I, I, I liked Kamikaze. I think I listen, I've listened to it once and it, it's, it's interesting. I think I like it better then the last one he came out, I think, late last year. I think it was or earlier this year. I don't know when the fuck he came out with that. I think it was December that he came out with a new album. So, yeah, I like Kamikaze so far. I'll listen to it again. Um, and again. And again. Let's keep the topic on music. Um... As I've talked about before, I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan. Um, they are my absolute favorite. They, they, uh, um, I, I started liking them because in my uh, freshman year at Smith Hall at Florida State University, Smith Hall, by the way, recently got demolished. I think I saw it. I came, I went by there to visit in 2016 when I went through Florida. And, like, uh, it was there. And then, like, I think about a year later, it got demolished. And I'm just like, oh, my God. So many memories. So many. Anyway. It was in Smith Hall that um, I was... Um, I lived down the hall... From these two guys, Ryan and Manny. And Ryan was a big Pearl Jam fan at the time. But I don't think Ryan's a Pearl Jam fan anymore. But Because he, he had a lot of CDs and he listened to them all the time. And I didn't have any CDs because I was a sheltered kid who didn't know anything about anything. And um, over the summer of my... Between my freshman and sophomore year, I, I bought CDs. Like I bought um, Nirvana's Unplugged was probably my first album. And then I bought Live Throwing Copper. Um, and then um, when I went back to school, I bought um, my first Pearl Jam CD was Vitalogy. And that, that's what hooked it for me. That, 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 once I listened to Vitalogy, that was great. And then I went back and bought 10 and Verses. And I, I think I have like over 100. CDs of Pearl Jam now. Most of them bootlegs and stuff like that. But yeah, they're my absolute favorite. And um, One of my favorite moments in my life ever was when I was at uh, Fenway in 2016. Like, they were playing Black. And, like, Eddie Vedder had everyone, like, put on the lights of their phones or their lighters and, like, it was dark, and I like I, I turned around from the stage and took this picture, and I just sort of stood there also, just to like take it all in and just be like, "Wow, I'm at my favorite ballpark, listening to my favorite band. This is fucking awesome." 
And it was awesome. It was great. And that leads me to um, this coming Sunday and Tuesday. I got tickets to both Pearl Jam Fenway shows. So I'm definitely going to have a great couple of days, I think. Um, I'm looking forward to both concerts. Um, I'm trying to think about what I might do podcast-wise, but we'll see about that. But if anything, I'll talk about how great they were next week um, at around this time. But I might do some spe- something. I'm, I don't want to announce it yet because I haven't talked to the person to see if it's okay. But we'll see what's happening. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the Pearl Jam concerts. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a pretty happy episode, apparently. Um, it's too bad. Hope that doesn't disappoint people. But yeah, I've always been a big Pearl Jam fan. Um, let's do a... Let's do what's pissing you off. This week's this week's winner is Harry Kendrick. Harry Kendrick, um, good friend of mine and my dad. He used to work for Dartmouth Hitchcock, and now he's enjoying retirement. I'm very jealous of all of the pictures he posts of the places he goes. And what a lucky bastard! I wish I could retire someday, but we all know that's never going to happen. Anyway. Harry is upset about um, Facebook post challenges. He says, I refuse to repost a Facebook post when someone challenges me to repost it. Or worse yet, when they post, says, I know my best friends will repost this. Guilt tripping. Good one, Harry. This is, because, first of all, let's say, let me just say this. Harry is the one that let me know about those idiots that say no problem when you say thank you instead of you're welcome. Ever since he told me that, I can't stop paying attention to it. It's just an epidemic when people don't know how to respond to thank you properly. So anyway, Harry's upset, of course, about Facebook post challenges. Right. And I am, I am, this does bother me. This is something that bothers me. I I hate the, I hate whenever I see, I'm just like Harry. I'm just like Harry in this regard. Like when I see a, a friend of mine on Facebook post, oh, I know only my best friends will repost this. You know, blah, blah, blah. And then it's a long diatribe of some useless shit that I'm not going to read in the first place. I'm sure it's very sensitive to this person because they took the time to copy and paste it from someone else. I'm not even sure that they read the whole goddamn Facebook post that they just fucking shared and copied. You know, why? This is this is like the new goddamn version of of fucking uh, chain mail, chain letters. Remember chain letters? No fucking stupid this was this is chain letters now guilting us saying hey i know only my best friends will post this hey you better repost this or something bad is gonna fucking happen to you who fucking cares 
I never paid attention to goddamn chain letters. And I'm not going to pay attention to these stupid-ass motherfucking Facebook challenge posts. And stop guilting me into it, too. Because I don't want to deal with this shit anymore. That might have been one of my best ones. I'm, I'm breaking a little bit, but I I feel like that was one of my best rants. I, I, I felt good about that. I I hope Harry felt good about that. I I do. I hmm. Yeah, that, that was good. I enjoyed that. Thank you, Harry, for the wonderful suggestion. Let me know if you heard me get mad about it and I'll uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll thank you in person. Or something. Um, uh, this is cool. This is fun. Um, I'm subbing in the golf league next Wednesday at Carter Golf Club in Lebanon. And um, I'm actually filling in for Harry's grandson's partner. Harry's 10-year-old grandson is in the golf league at Carter. And so I'm going to be playing golf with a 10-year-old on, on uh, Wednesday, next Wednesday. By the way, that kid is not the least mature person in the golf league. And it's not me either. Shut the fuck up. I'll just try not to curse or anything. I don't really curse that much on the golf course. If I do, it's purely by accident. And if you're on the golf course, you need to expect cursing. Because that's just a goddamn motherfucking thing that happens, okay? <sighs> Let's see. Um, We'll wrap it up. I feel like wrapping it up. Um, you know, talking into my podcast actually made me feel better about about uh, just ranting and getting energized and stuff like that. Hmm. All right. Well, um, uh, go ahead and like the Facebook page for the Mixed Chat Podcast. Um, I I post all of my downloads. You know, I post all the links to download there. Um, I have 190 likes on my Facebook page for the McTag of the Tap podcast. And I don't get that many downloads a week. So you motherfuckers better get to step in and download my goddamn podcast. Because I'm pretty fucking sick and tired of this. Also, look for me on Facebook. At, um, um, send me a friend request if you'd like. Um, also, uh... Look for me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Kev McTee. Um, I have about 57,000 followers now. So um, it's been like that for a while because Crowdfire changed their stupid guidelines so I can't add up a whole bunch of fucking people anymore. It's goddamn irritating. I'm probably going to get rid of Crowdfire, Crowdfire at some point. Um, upcoming shows, September 8th. I'm in Thunderdome at the Marquee in Middlebury. I think uh, 15th is Movie Roast at the Marquee in Middlebury. Um, Oh, by the way, um, September 6th, September 6th, um, Renan Hirschberg, I think his name is, he does a one-man show about, uh, it's about, about cell phones or something like that. I don't know what the fuck it's about. I'm going to go watch it at the engine room. I'll be, uh, pay me, give me $10, and I'll let you get in. Or $5 if you're a student. You have to bring your student ID, though. So, um, Brian Munzer and Colin Doyle do a great job running that. And Brandon Fox, the uh, proprietor of the engine room 
and also the owner of, of Big Fatties. He does a great job. He, they've done a great job since they took that over in January. I'll tell you what, it's great. Brandon seems like a good guy. Um. Oh, another comedy competition that I lost, but I felt really good about it was at the Latchkey, um, Latchkey Comic Standing, um, at uh, the Latchkey in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. It's a speakeasy. Um, I met, I didn't win, but I, I met the uh, the headliner Kelly McFarland. Uh, she didn't win either, but she was the headliner. While they, the the host, the guy who runs it, has the headliner go on for about twenty minutes, so they can tabulate the scores for each week. And this was the finals, so she did. She's hilarious, and I talked to her a little bit, and she was very supportive. She watched my set, and she enjoyed it. So that that made me feel really good. Anyway, why am I ending it on a good note? That, that, why? Because I can. Because it's my goddamn podcast. <sighs> and that's the bottom line. If you smell what the McTaggart attack is cooking. Damn it, I wanted it to go at 25-0-0, but I went too fucking slow with the goddamn ending of the goddamn podcast and that was just gonna be me getting pissed off that I can't fucking record a fucking podcast correctly. Bah!